This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Peacher, head of SLC Management. Thanks for dialing in to this episode. And today I've got Tom Murphy with me. Tom heads our institutional business. Tom, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thanks, Steve. I know that your team spends a lot of time with a variety of different types of institutional investors. We start the new year and you think back on 2021. Is there a primary theme, a dominant theme that really jumps out at you when you think about challenges that those clients and their consultants are trying to address? Yeah, thanks for that question, Steve. I know that on previous podcasts, you've discussed uh, inflation concerns and also the impact of low yields, and and they remain major issues for our clients. And maybe one other topic that stands out has been the number of conversations we're having with clients on further diversifying their portfolios, particularly as yields are so low and equity markets continue to test all-time highs. Uh, For DB plans, as de-risking continues to take place, many plan sponsors now have quite substantial concentrated public fixed income portfolios, and so they're looking for alternative sources of credit. Uh, For insurers, they're also seeking additional diversification. And the good news is that the regulatory capital rules reward enhanced portfolio diversification, and so certain asset classes seem much more attractive within an overall portfolio context than they might do on a standalone basis. And so given this, we're seeing insurers steadily increase their alternative exposure, specifically into real assets and private credit. Uh, And those assets provide long-term sources of income, but they also provide great diversification from equities. And so it's a real win-win for many insurance companies. As the institutional investors, insurance companies, others look to further diversify, have you seen that lead to flows in any particular asset class or any particular sector? Yeah, I suppose historically, many investors have looked at the world in a very black and white way, like growth versus hedging assets or or more simplistically equities versus fixed income. We're actually seeing significant flows into asset classes and structures that sit at the intersection of those two buckets. So again, looking at DB plans, they're increasingly allocating to investment grade private credit. It offers hedging characteristics similar to traditional fixed income while also providing additional yield and importantly, name diversification from issuers that aren't available in the public markets. Uh, Similarly, we've seen them interested in other credit diversifiers like long data securitized. Turning back to insurers, Assets like infrastructure and real estate bring significant diversification benefits. Like I said earlier, in isolation, these asset classes look like they've got a high capital charge, but when viewed in an overall portfolio context, insurers can receive a considerable reduction in the capital charge because of the diversification benefits that they bring. So let let me give you a tangible example. We recently spoke to an insurance client about an investment in infrastructure. Their initial reaction was that that kind of investment would attract a 30% capital charge, when in reality, because of the diversification benefits, the actual capital charge was much closer to 10%. So this had a really material impact on the net of capital return uh, and also on their appetite for asset classes like this, which increased substantially as a result. Achieving those um, diversification benefits is a lot easier if you're a very large investor, a very large insurance company, for instance. It's a lot tougher for smaller institutions to become as diversified. So think about how do we help those clients, those smaller clients that may not have access to some of the alternative asset classes that the largest investors in the marketplace do? How do we help them achieve the same diversification goals? There's definitely some truth in that statement, Steve. I would say smaller clients sometimes struggle with the governance arrangements and the internal resources and 
expertise required to implement and oversee an alternatives program. I suppose, as many of your listeners will know, also the performance differential between a top quartile and a bottom quartile alternatives manager can be far wider than the equivalent in a traditional asset class. And so manager selection and asset diversification are absolutely critical. That said, there's an increasing number of efficient ways to access alternatives. A good example is the emergence of multi-asset credit funds, which can provide instant diversification for investors. Those funds can cover the full spectrum of public and private credit, including corporate, securitized, high yield, and also real estate and infrastructure debt. They're a great way for small and mid-sized clients to enhance their yield, diversify their portfolios, and benefit from the economies of scale inherent in a commingled fund. Those are great answers to something that I know is on the, the, the minds of kind of all of our clients, really. But um, so one final question before we end of a personal nature. When you think of the Christmas holiday, what, what are you most missed about uh, not being in Ireland versus uh, staying back in the States? What's different? That's a sentimental question um, at this time of year. So I, what do I miss the most? Obviously, I miss family and friends. I also, I think I miss the atmosphere. So as you walk around downtown Dublin, it's very narrow streets, obviously very, very old cobbled streets. And, and they just do it up really, really well in terms of the lights and the atmosphere is, is fantastic. And then being Irish and living up to my stereotype, also sitting in a pub with a warm fire on Christmas Eve with a pint of Guinness is something that I, I used to enjoy doing and some stage in the future I'll do again. But the whole atmosphere around Christmas in, in Ireland and in Dublin is pretty special. Well, it all sounds really appealing. Well, we're excited about the coming year and I appreciate you kicking it off with a few minutes uh, for this podcast. And thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of 3 and 5. Thank you, Steve.